Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning, and should I say good high school to you? You should also say good evening to me, because it's 6pm. I guess it is, yeah. We're trying to beat the heat here. Yeah, it's not working. It's really not working. I thought we'd do an evening record to avoid that hot West Australian summer, but it just gave the house time to heat up. <laughs> Turns out Australia gives zero fucks regarding when you decide to record. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are commencing our recap and discussion of a a series that is as... uh, Gay. Bonkers. Oh, okay, yep, sure. (laughs) But also gay, (laughs) uh, as it is influential. Oh, ah, I brought see. it back yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. You made it relevant mm. to everything that we do. Revolutionary girl Utana. Which is insane. Or is it Utina? Time mm. will tell. Only as we hear yeah. that name said in dialogue more over the coming weeks. I'm pretty sure it's Utana. Like, surely. Sure, it wouldn't be Utina. No one's going to say that and think it's cool. So, Nick, um, this is a show that has inspired. Many other shows, uh, I think it was a pretty influential show and series, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, sort of like girls' action, action manga. Yes. Action yes. manga. I can see it already. Mm-hmm. It's yep. like... Did- I know, for instance, that a lot of the fight Cory in Steven Universe pulled from this. Really? Mm. What? Really? Yeah, in particular with some sword fighting episodes they did. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, best as we can tell, I've not seen this show before, we're both going in blind. We are basically revolutionary, uh, boy, not Utainers, I think is the only um, way to put it. I know, I, I did I did a tiny bit of pre, pre-research or pre-search <gasps> before we had selected this show, <gasps> uh, as I've talked about before in the podcast, and this is not a surprise <laughs> to you. It isn't it though? <laughs> Shouldn't be. Oh, okay, cool, yep. And from what I understand is the basic premise of this show is our protagonist, Utena. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Utena, we yep. don't know yet. Let's go with Utena. Okay. Uh, Utena uh, becomes the guardian, as, we, as we'll see this episode, becomes the guardian of uh, this other character, Anthe, the Rose Bride, mm-hmm. who is the subject of a vaguely defined prophecy or power. And so the student council members of this school fight over her guardianship slash ownership. Mm. And as we see, they're not all good dudes. No. In fact, probably more often than not, they're going to be assholes. And from, but... what I, from what I understand throughout the different arcs of this show, uh, Utina will deal them all multiple times <laughs> in Ooh. different contexts with different story things going on. Ooh. I assume there's going to be some kind of romantic bullshit happening between everyone at some stage. Probably. Okay, so I have some some production notes from the Wikipedia page okay, hit me for this franchise. Hit me with Utana notes. Okay. The Utana franchise was conceived by B. Puppus, a production group composed of talents from various corners of the manga and anime universe. Naturally. This, this TV series was created by some of the same production staff responsible for Sailor Moon, including writer and director Kunihiko Ikuhara. Wait. Which one came first? Sailor Moon? Or? Sounds like Sailor Moon came first. Because okay. this was created in 1997. Right. Ikahara was already well known for his role in the production of Sailor Moon, including his contributions to the highly acclaimed third season, Sailor Moon S. Wait, wait, wait. But which one came first? Was it Sailor <laughs> Moon? <laughs> which came first? It's a real chicken and egg situation. Yes. When working on Utana, Ikahara was unsure if he would be fit for the role of producer and worried about the financial risk involved, believing it may be the, mu- the last show he ever worked on. Oh. 
Ikahara set out to make Utena be the, p- the pinnacle of his work. Oh. So he was really worried that after this, he'd be no more. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. After as, this, as, as I die. He had, he had lost some sort of manga duel. <laughs> anime duel. They chose Chiho Saito, uh, a well-established shoujo manga author, to lead the manga version. Okay. Uh, and this is interesting. Though she and other members of B Puppus discussed concepts together, Saito had little influence on the direction of the anime and faced a great deal more scrutiny by publishers to censor the LGBT themes in the content of the manga. She mm. went through four editors during the production of the manga due to this, despite it being far more tame than the television series. Huh. That's really weird. Yeah. Wait, what? That's really bad. Yeah, that's a bit shit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there is also, as uh, as we mentioned before, a movie that is a sort of a bridge slash alternate retelling of the TV series. Yep. Uh, I think depending on how much of the TV series we end up doing, we may cap it off with watching the movie just to see an ending. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how we go. That's JoJo's baby. Yeah. The movie um, is given the good natured nick- good natured nickname, the end of Utana, a reference to uh, the end of Evangelion. Ah, of course. What's the end of Evangelion? Though? Why that's an old that's an alternate ending to the original televised run of Evangelion, Neon oh. Genesis Evangelion, uh, in which rather than devolving into uh, abstract symbolism and monologues about the nature of self and identity and the psychotic breakdown of every single character in that show through a nightmare, yeah, yeah, then the main character realizing that he does have self worth and is allowed to be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, uh, it has highly choreographed action sequences and the end of the world. Oh, God. So it's a little less upbeat? Yeah, everyone turns into an orange liquid and a giant... uh, A little girl turns into a giant angel that dies and collapses on half the earth. Cool. Okay, all right. Ryoko Ikada's The Rose of Versailles has often been speculated as an established source of inspiration for the visual style of Utina. What's The Rose of Versailles? We'll get to that in a sec. Scenes involving sliding mirrors and unsupported staircases appear... Frequently, during character introspections in The Rose of Versailles, while in Utena, very similar scenes are part of the surreal landscape. The surreal landscape. I'd say we encountered some A lot of surreal surreal landscape. landscape. We're already, like, it's first episode, we're already getting Mm. upside down castle and spiral staircase of Upside down sky castle. Yeah, and it's just like, hang on a fucking second here. What? So, uh, a couple of notes from Ikuhara, the... Mm -hmm. uh, Producer man. Yep. Yep. Cites um, as influences uh, playwright, poet, and director Shuji Terayama. Terayama was a longtime collaborator with J.A. Caesar, who wrote the music for his plays. Ikahara worked with Caesar for the for the most well known music of Utina. Gotcha. I'll believe it. He has stated that the concept for Utina came from his end of the world themed Sailor Moon Super S the movie. Ooh. I'll also believe that. Though his original ideas for that film weren't used as he had left the project prematurely. My belief is gone. I'll just okay. turn them into my own damn thing. <laughs> uh, and this is just something for us to look out for in the future. Mm-hmm. Ikahara felt episodes are like the one entitled On the Night of the Ball, where Utena stressed itself as a shoujo manga anime, were, quote, absolutely necessary for the show's later <laughs> development. Hmm, okay. Oh, okay, Sure. So that's one that we should keep an eye out for. On the night of the ball, I'm assuming that's going to have some romantic elements. Or, or some kind of like, there's a ball happening and the people get crowned. Or it's going to be some key fulcrum upon which the plot turns. Yeah. The colour red is used liberally throughout the series to symbolise the ambition of the characters. Mm. 
Now, Nick, you asked about The Rose of Versailles. I did ask about The Rose of Versailles. That's another shoujo manga featuring elements of the yuri genre, which I believe is girl's love or something Ooh. like that. Oh, okay. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it empowering or is it objectifying? Don't know. The Maybe setting is France both. before and during the French Revolution. Sick. The main character is the young, flighty queen of France, Marie Antoinette. Sick. However, later, a woman named Oscar Francois de Jarget temporarily became a co-protagonist until her death. Sick. Okay. Uh, and it's just drama. It's just drama. It's drama, my oh, friend. Oh, it's just drama. Come on now. It's more than just drama. It's a story encapsulating love. And there's a lot of introspection with spiral staircases. And, and sliding mirrors. You know that a show that has a lot of sliding mirrors is either going to be fucking incredible or something to do with like a guy will pop out and being all like, and now for my next trick. And you'll be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, we've, we've entered magician town. Yeah. And then a, a small table is just planted right in the center of the screen. Okay, so, uh, Revolutionary Girl, Utana, episode one, The Rose Bride. For, w- worth noting that uh, the entirety of this YouTube series, of this anime series, is available on the YouTube account of the uh, current rights holders. Nozomid? Nozomi Ent, or Nozomi Entertainment. Gotcha. Nozomi. Yeah. So thank thank you them for putting that up so that we can watch it. And so can you. And you should, because episode one was good. Episode one was fucking amazing. I'm pleased to report this show looks good. (laughs) This show may or may not fucking rule. Doom. Jojo's World's sealed of approval. After one episode. Strong first impression rose. Yeah, it's like The Bachelor. We give it the first impression rose. Ah. Because roses are a common motif in this show. (laughs) In this show, Nick. Oh. Very blatant symbols. (laughs) Wait, is that how The Bachelor works? Do they give a rose for first impressions? Yeah, there's a a first impression rose. And elimination is conducted at a rose ceremony, wherein (laughs) the remaining contestants are all assembled. Mm -hmm. And those who... Continue into the future of the season are presented with a rose. Who needs fucking doors in this day and age? And that's all you need to know about The Bachelor. (laughs) But what if I want to know what the roses mean in real life? Well, it's a very common symbol of love, Nick. Oh, okay, cool. I'm good then. In an attempt to defend her best friend's honour, Utina challenges the kendo captain to a duel and soon finds herself wrapped up in so much more than she anticipated. So, Nick, overall impressions of this episode? Just, so from the very beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yep, I'm in, I'm in. And then it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, oh my God. And it just never stopped. It never stopped like one-upping itself and being like, what is happening? What is going on? This is amazing. This so is incredible. The opening, the opening, the OP, as, as it were called mm-hmm. in the anime Universe. Yep. Fr- yep. Fraternity. Fraternity. It's a lot of Utina and the character Anthe uh, staring at each other longingly and lying in beautiful gardens together. They're holding roses, but they're not red roses. They're holding hands. <gasps> they can't hold hands. And then when the um when as as anime songs do, when like the beat kicks in and the tempo increases, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anthe's clothes flash and transform into like a big red ball gown. 
with like green or like teal accents. Yeah. And then we're in the Sky Castle, the upside down Sky Castle dual zone. And we see shots of who we learn to be, all the student council members posing with swords. Mm. But what could it mean and for then the future? In armor, riding riding horses through the sky together with Look, lances. It's all very abstract, very motify, very Utana. I think is the you best assume. way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get a bit of a prologue um, to kick us off into this, mm-hmm. or a um, not a prologue per se, but um, a monologue, like a parable, a parable, a parable of the backstory of Utina. So basically, it's just someone telling us Once about... Once upon a time... <gasps> oh, tell me more. Years and years ago, there was a little princess and she was sad because her parents died, but a prince saved her mm-hmm. and gave her a ring and was like, hey, come uh, come find me and we can be married. This will help you. Yeah. Uh, rose-scented embrace is a keynote. Rose-scented embrace. Crucially, the very first shot also includes uh, what we'll see several times throughout this episode, which is a sort of like... A fra- a f- the the shot is framed in... It's like a it's frame like, in of itself. Yeah, like an ironwork gate almost. Kind with of? With rose accents in the corners. I was going to say it looks like a picture frame that you would buy that's oh, like yeah. made of metal and it's got sort of inlays in it. Yeah. And then there's roses in the corners. And those four roses might also... Change colour depending on who is the subject of that yeah. scene. Yeah, so like I think Utana sometimes got pink roses, Anthe got like a blue rose or something... I don't know, but it's like a frame within a frame. Yeah. So this prince shows up and baby Utana. It's unclear how much of this is metaphor. Like, is she actually a princess or... Or is it someone else being like, don't worry, child services is going to help you. (laughs) The prince wraps the princess in a rose-scented embrace and then it cuts to, like, real footage of them. So Mm -hmm. we know it's Utana. And then this dude, like, leans in, drinks her tears. Drinks her tears, kisses her eye. And is like, don't Mm. worry. This ring will help you find me. Little one who bears up alone in such deep sorrow, never lose your strength. Here, have this rose patterned signet ring. It's not symbolism at all. Don't worry, it's just a rose ring. It's okay. (laughs) This ring will lead you to me one day. And the narrator's like, perhaps it was an engagement ring. But whoops, because she was so impressed that she wanted to become a prince and save damsels in distress. And then she's wearing, like, uh, puffy prince pants and... (laughs) Okay, so at this Striking point, a confident pose. At this point, you were like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. The Rose Bride, Duel One. Okay, so there's this big school. I called it an opposite school because I thought there were two schools. <laughs> okay, so the, crucially, in the, we learn very shortly that Utina wears the boys' uniform at this school. Mm. So when we saw them in the opening, Anthe and Utina wearing different school uniforms... I had naively assumed, oh, they must be going to opposite schools. Yeah, you know, opposite schools? Yeah, you know, like Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. They're part of opposite houses. There's one good school, one evil school. Exactly. Or like they're both evil, but it's like different ways oh, of being Anthe, evil. She's from the rich school from the other side of the lake. Oh, but you can't trust Utana. She's from the poor school underneath the lake. <laughs> and this um, this girl, Wakama? Is that her w- name? Wakada? I think Wakada is her Wakaba. name. Wakaba. Wakaba. She's, Wakaba. she's on a bridge waiting for Utana, but she's like, oh, how long does she expect me to wait? And then some other girls are like, who are you waiting for? And she says, okay, th- I didn't understand this at all. I think I get she's, it now. She says, I'm waiting for my boyfriend. And they say, she ditched you. Yeah, she woke up early and came in anyway. So Wakaba has kind of a thing for... Utana? But also more of a thing for the villain of this episode. So, yes. like... I think it's sort of like a joke of like, you're my boyfriend because you wear the boys outfit. Yeah, yeah, and they're good friends, but they have light sexual tension. Yeah, very light. Utana's not interested. No. 
And she, at the best of times, isn't that interested, but obviously like, yeah, you know, if you want to just hang, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like I watched the first episode of Crashing last night with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Sure. Uh, and... Uh, her character and one of the main male characters are mm-hmm. childhood friends, but clearly have sexual tension. Yeah. Uh, but until it gets a bit more real at the, at the end of the episode, at the start, it's very like, oh, we're just, you know, ribbing each other. Yeah. It's, they're in that first part of the episode phase. Oh, you know, we're just like punching each other on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just getting each other undressed. We're just, you know, lying. Oh, no. Lots of shots of the huge architecture of this school. It's okay. very Anor Londo. All right, let's start with the front gate. So the front gate crosses a bridge. Crosses a bridge. Huge tower. There's a huge tower in the middle. It's a bell tower, we learn later. It goes into the sky. That's how tall it is. I think that was a separate thing. <laughs> it's a separate tower? Maybe. How many towers does this school have? Anyway, anyway, there's this huge rose embroidery kind of thing. Yep. Embroidery? Metal. Made of metal. Yeah. Stained glass window <laughs> in the gate. And there is a Forbi- we learn later, forbidden for- forbidden dual forest you're not allowed to go into. I think only the student council members can get in or out of this mysterious forest. Mysterious dual forest. And it's it's, it's just, time. It's Save ominous. That for later. It's, yeah, Finish it's, that sentence later. Yep, yep. It's very ominous. It's very foreboding. Uh, it's Otori ch- Academy. Ah. One of the finest institutions in this land. <laughs> so it stands atop a hill or a mountain. Yep. And the forested, city... Forested hill. Yep. And the city surrounding it just sort of... White, you know, white stone canals. It's very sort of... Regal. Um, very sort Italian of... Italian. Italian, exactly. Yeah. Or Greek. Like very marble-esque. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a bit Roman. And then inside, inside is just... Inside the cavernous halls <laughs> of this school, which I cannot emphasize enough, is... It's, it has a it's fountain. Dark Souls level huge. Like, if you know Anne Orlando, this is the school mm-hmm. of Anne Orlando. So Eutina's walking in, she's backlit by the bright summer's day, she's got her briefcase casually slung over her shoulder. Her long, flowing, you know, hot pink hair. Her briefcase that students have. Yeah, every student has a brief. You know, the school students all have briefcases in Japan. And there's a narc there. Oh, she's wearing dumb fucking glasses. She's, she's a teacher. Got, she's, she's got lime green hair. She's got faintly green tinted skin. <laughs> she's got those scales that lizards have that humans try to emulate she's but got can never those, get. She's got those snakes in her hair. She's that got alive. that. She's got that stare that turns you to stone. Yeah, but she won't turn you tender to stone. She's like, mm. do you really intend to wear that ridiculous boy's uniform? Oh, well, there's. Nothing in the rule book that says I can't. Why does Utana have such a deep voice? Oh, she's the dog from Con Air. <laughs> oh my god, that fucked up. Oh man. Okay, dog. Okay. Try this harder. Come on, you Nick, got this. Con Air Bud. Con Air Bud. Con Air Bud. Who the hell is Con Air Bud? Okay, well, Air Bud is the movie about a dog playing basketball. Yes. Nicolas Cage is in. The star of Con Air. Yep. Is about the guy who at the about- end is like, hey, buddy, how you going? After he... What the fuck are you talking about? It, it's the Nicolas Cage film at the end. He's like in the rain or he's just... Def, he's def, he's done something on Oh, you're talking about the infamous How Do I Live Without You scene where he gives his uh, never-before-met daughter a filthy stuffed bunny. Yes. Hey, hummingbird. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, uh, yeah. so Con Air Bud, uh, the dog is the only non-murderer on the abducted plane and has to, <laughs> with uh, help from an FBI agent on the ground, uh, take it back. So what you're saying is... We need to make a yeah. Kickstarter where we make this happen. Airbud style. She's like, there's nothing in the rule book that says I can't wear the school's bo- the boys' school uniform. Cut to a basketball match. 
quite literally, she's like, there's nothing you can do to stop me. I can wear this male's outfit and I'm going to look fucking dashing in it. Fuck you. And the teacher's like... The teacher with her whip? Strap, I believe, (laughs) is the the term. But good on you, Tana, for referring to... The handbook of school rules that she carries with her. school had a handbook of school rules? No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Did you never refer to it at any point? Please. I'm not that pathetic. Oh. (laughs) Why, that Utina, she's going to make a a fool of me for another term at school. Me, the unnamed green teacher, (laughs) who I assume will never see again. (laughs) And then... Hard cut. Hard cut to basketball. Basketball court. Utena is outplaying all the boys at basketball and all of the girls are super into it. They're like, oh my god, Utena's doing so well. And she's like doing a lot of... Like, you can tell this was made, like, on a on a bit of a budget because mm. like, the action scene is a lot of, like, blurred backgrounds implying speed and flower petals flowing through the air. But uh, it's all very stylistic yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, they make it work. Oh, yeah. But you can, you can, you can tell. It's, it's better than... This is going to be a hot take, okay? Hot take. It's better than the 1997 or so Berserk anime where the fight scenes would just be still frames that slowly zoom out. Cool. Uh, for, like, ten seconds. <laughs> All of the girls argue over whose ta- whose towel Utena gets to use. <laughs> She's just super popular. Everyone loves her. You can have my towel. No, no, no. That's not the Utena And the captain way. of the basketball team is like, come on, join my boys' basketball team. And she's like, no. Why would I want to get covered in all the boys' sweat? I'm a girl, you pervert. Ugh. I'm going to kill I'm you with that. a sword in like six episodes time. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm fully into being like, I can beat them, but I don't want to play with them. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. And she goes back. Then into why do you uniform. wear that boys' school uniform? Well, it's simple. Why? It's my it's my anime protagonist ambition to be a prince. Ah, she's gonna save all the princesses. Yeah, and you and know, she's walking through the long dark hallways. Uh, and outside, which she is smells the nostalgic smell of roses. <gasps> the rose embrace from the arboretum. The arboretum. The arboretum, <laughs> which is this birdcage-looking greenhouse. <laughs> Uh, and she that looks Anthe inside. lives in, I guess. Yeah, she looks inside and Anthe is there watering all the petals on the flowers. Yeah, you know, she doing gets, basic gardening. She gets that frame and frame thing, like the roses on the corners oh, and the stuff. the scent of roses makes me think of the past. And she looks at her rose yeah. signet ring. Utana looks at the rose yeah. signet ring. Yeah, oh, there's a green haired boy down there with that purple head. You know, it's rare, rare that you see uh, dark skin characters in anime. And, mm. and this is cool. This is very neat. Yeah. It's just, the problem is immediately... Immediately... <laughs> this guy... This guy saunters on up to... Uh, Anthe. Anthe. Who's the yep. dark-skinned, dark-skinned purple-haired girl. Yep. Uh, Wearing the, the girl's uniform. Yep, the girl's uniform. Yep, and we went... Oh, That's not the uniform Utana is wearing that this boy is wearing. Not at all, but, you know, Utana's His got... is white, hers is... Same cut of jacket. His is white, hers is black. He's wearing pants, she's wearing, like... Sports sh- shorts. Yeah, girl's sports shorts. I guess. Clearly not adhering to the uniform. Absolutely not. But, you know, one of those two has the right uniform on, I guess. And I'm going to go with Utana because... She gets inverted colour privilege because she's the protagonist. Ah, you're right, you're right. Uh, she's, oh. a, she's a JoJo's character, Those not two a JoJo's NPC. down there having a lover's moment do Ugh. not appreciate... Whoa, he just slapped her in the fucking face. What the hell, man? Whoa, I'm not okay with that. And then a redhead guy shows up and catches his hand before the next slap. And it's like, whoa, who are these two tall statuesque men with flowing red and green hair? <laughs> who could they possibly be? 
why, as we soon find well, out, like, after Wakaba jumps on top of Utana, I believe like, the 90s slash 2000s anime term uh, is glomp. Exactly. I'm glad I didn't have to say it. <laughs> Uh, yes, I remember doing a lot of glomping and receiving glomps from my peers. That's disgusting. Well, it wasn't too bad. It was basically just them literally running up and tackling me into the earth. Wakaba knows that the green-haired man is Sionji. <gasps> Sionji. He's famous. and uh, <laughs> He's famous? Yeah, he's famous because he's the student council vice president. Okay. And the red-haired guy is Toga Kiryu. <gasps> Kiryu. The student council president. Ah, he runs the Yakuza. <laughs> And we get, uh, Kiryu gets, uh, uh... A brief moment. White frame, white rose frame. Mm-hmm. And Toga gets a green rose frame. Almost to match their hair, but not quite. Not quite. And the girl, why that's Anthe Himemia. Himemia? Yeah. I've Himemia. got trivia. I've got trivia. I've oh, got oh, name okay. trivia. Anthe Himemia trivia. Here we go. Did you know, humble listener, that... Oh, I thought you were going no, somewhere. No, I'm not going. <laughs> oh, no, of course not. Himemia's name... Consists of Princess Hime mm-hmm. okay. and Shinto Shrine Mia. Huh. That's like I guess that's like sacred princess in, uh. in, a, in a certain interpretation, right? How interesting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Okay. That's all I got. I don't know what the significance of a Shinto shrine would be, but it's I like suspect a, it's like a sacred place for it's where the gods live. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, okay, sure, that's a shrine. I don't sure. know if it's more or less holy than any other shrine, you know? That's, that's Anthe. She just, she's weird. She just takes care of her garden. She's not, she's not like those cool boys. Oh, those cool guys. Those cool vice president, president oh, of the crucial, student council okay, guys. So I got, I, I'm glad I took a photo of this bit because I didn't pick it up on what, on the exposition that Wakaba was giving right now, which is that Anthe is in their class this term. Yeah. Because a couple of girls oh, walk yeah. past in the background and are just swooning over Utana. No, no, no. They're laughing at Wakaba. Oh, I thought that was... No, no, no. They're just like, ooh, at them. Because before she was like, I'm waiting for my boyfriend. Oh, they're just like, <laughs> I thought it was. Ooh, there's Utana. We all love her. Oh, maybe. Like, you know, like every time they introduce a Jojo protagonist. Yeah. Well, you know, this is multiple interpretations. It's all very yeah, surreal. Yeah. Very, very surreal. You know? Utana's like, so is Sayonji going out with Anthe? Oh. It's like, no, he would never go out with... Um, no. Wakaba's voice yeah. is like, oh, oh absolutely it's, it's not. It's me, Wakaba. How you going? Yeah. It's me, I'm a small school girl. Oh, you like him, don't you, Wakaba? And then she gets all like, no, no, that's ridiculous. Oh, I love you, yeah, you're cooler than all the guys. Cut to the huge ornate <laughs> chamber where the student council have their meeting. We've got a big stained glass window, or rather like iron ornate framed arch, huge red curtains, they're all backlit by the blue sky. This is Silhouetted. Like, this is like a mix between a church and like... No, just a church. Just a church. It's just a fucking church. Yeah. It's like, what are you? I'd love to see the classrooms in this place. Oh, I've got to sit at my six foot tall marble <laughs> desk. You've got to walk up the staircase before you can see the whiteboard. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh God, teacher wants me to solve that math question. I've got to ascend this spiral staircase. <laughs> in order uh, to reach my the, locker? Oh. I have the right signet ring to get into the cafeteria. <laughs> oh my God. The cafeteria lady is just this huge, like beautiful lady who's like what would you enjoy this day child and it's like every single cold and she's got like like, that double voice that like people who are possessed have you know it's like like, you mate yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) oh my god yes the student council members are meeting Mm -hmm. uh kiryu there kiryu is there uh sayonji is there uh 
a blue-haired boy that we don't know is sitting and taking notes. Like minutes for and, the meeting? Yeah, and there is an orange-haired girl also there. Mm. Everyone there is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. Of course. Listener, we'll point it out to you if anyone is not beautiful going forward. <laughs> Just assume from this point forward, everyone is fucking gorgeous. So all the student council members are like, man, we don't appreciate the way you're treating the Rose Bride. So... From inference, they, we can they see... They just call her the bride. Yeah, Sionji is there being all like, why do you not enjoy that I was not defeated in a duel? And therefore have ownership of the bride and like grabs her close to him. Yep, Anthe seems very uncomfortable. Yep. And they're all just there going, look... Blue hair boy seems... Is, is lightly sweating as he takes his note as if he is trying to suppress some rage. Mm. And be like, you can't mistreat her or something. is like, don't abuse the bride, mate. Oh, not good. It will come for you. Yep. All right. Okay. Line with ambiguous meaning that I'm sure is important. Uh-huh. The student council exists by the will of, capital letters, end of the world. Oh, it's easy to infer from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he learns of this, he won't let it go lightly. I mean, surely it's just another character called the end yeah, of the world. Presumably. You know? Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Don't meddle in our affairs. He grabs oh, her close and the blue head, head guy stops a stopwatch. Yeah. I, I didn't get this at all. Why no. has the blue head guy got a stopwatch? Unclear. Maybe he's like you. Maybe he does that. Uh, Quantified self thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. She says, for now, I am Master Sayonji's bride or Sayonji-sama for the Japanese out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got to do what he says. Great. And then Sayonji's like, come on with me, yeah. bride. And if you fuckers hate it, then challenge me to a duel. I'd Otherwise, love to see you try. Whatever. She's mine now. Bye. And Kiryu's like, don't forget a new duelist is coming soon, you fucker. They might be really good. And Sayonji's like, yeah, you can fucking try. And then there's like a big framing shot. Okay. And then Wakaba and Utena are hanging out at the aqueduct. <laughs> so <laughs> I put it out. It just looks like a fucking aqueduct. It's probably the bridge into the school, but they're on like one of those Japanese riverside slopes. And it just seems like an aqueduct. It just seems like it's an aqueduct. Because I was like, at this point, it's so opulent. They probably have one. And she talks about how a prince on a white horse gave her her signet ring. And it will lead her back to her. Like we got in the prologue. Yeah. But Wakaba's like, yeah, you know, that's a bit crazy. But like, I used to remember my mum telling me I was the princess of the Onion Kingdom. Well, you do have a pretty big forehead. (laughs) I guess that's a joke. Yeah. Okay, they're all disrupted by ruckus. As students silhouetted against the blue sky... Uh, in the arched hallway mm-hmm. are laughing and jeering at a love letter that someone has posted publicly. <gasps> what kind of love letter? Who oh would have posted it? Who would put it in such a public display? People are crowding, mainly boys, are crowding around. Yeah, just evil boys. <laughs> They're all just dicks. And so I dance with you in my dreams, dear Sionji. You smile at me gently. I guess I'm a fool. And they're all like, Haha, what an idiot. What a fucking fool for writing a love and letter. And like, no, you're the fools, you fuckers. Laughing at someone's inherent expression of emotion. You guys are just a big pile of toxic masculinity. And they're all like, yeah, well, who would post it up for everyone to see? A real man wouldn't read it. And then she sees that Wakaba is welling up in tears and running away. And she's like, no. And then she follows the silhouetted yep. form of Wakaba yep, into to the-, the garden. Where the Arboretum is, but does not enter the no, Arboretum. never enter the Arboretum unless you have the Rose Bride, I assume. <laughs> Who knows at this point? <laughs> oh man, I'm going to kick Sayonji's ass for this. And he's in the Kendo practicing room. Uh, Utainas has now vowed revenge yeah. and is like, you. You. You posted that shit, didn't you? kicked out the door, you. <laughs> you posted that shit, Me, didn't Utana. you? Utaina. <laughs> Why is Utaina like... She's, she's wrath. She has two forms. One is like, I'm Utaina. The other is... 
You, you bastard, you selfish bastard. You posted that shit. I just get so many love letters. However, could I keep track of them all? Why did you post it publicly? I thought it'd be funny. You fucker. You oh, man. I see you're the kendo guy because you're wielding a bokken right now and uh, wearing kendo robes. I challenge you to a duel. Yeah, she like pulls a bokken from the rack of... Is it of... a bokken or is it the other one? I'm pretty sure it's a bokken. Okay. Isn't it? There's another... Is, is, it a, is, it a, is it a bokken? I think a bokken is just like a flat wooden sword. Then what, what's that? A kendo stick. I cannot stick. remember. Yeah. Hang on, this is an important clarification. Is it a bokken or a kendo stick? A kendo sword. Ooh. Shanai. A shanai. Great. Cool. So, uh... She pulls one out. It's like, hey, I want to do you and me after class behind the bike shed. And this guy's like, the bike shed. Please. Oh, please. Meet me in the mystical dual forest. And she's like, the forest that no one is allowed to enter? The very same, you Tainer. You must the be very same. the new challenger. Ooh. The forest? You mean the forest nobody's allowed into? And then we get a very ominous shot. Like, punctuated by a bell chime. Uh, it's all like the blood moon rising yeah. sunset. And then we get like a shadow play from two unseen figures who are like, I hear there'll be another duel in the forest today with the student council. It's like a lot of rose petally looking yeah. uh, iconography on the walls and their shadows are just dancing on top. Be careful, brave hero. Be careful. They follow a code in the forest. It's, oh my god, it's all so good. So she it's walks so to good. a huge shrine. It's like, oh fuck, am I meant to get through this fucking shrine? It's like in the forest, massive shrine with like a bird on the top or something. <laughs> Literal quote is, oh great, how am I supposed to get in here? That's <laughs> like coming to this huge like ornate carved like shrine, church, chapel thing. Just being like, oh great. Oh, well this is just fucking fantastic. Who put this here? I mean, why would you put a giant fuck off gate in a forest? Like, she really? grabs the handle and it reacts with her signet ring and a little drop of water flies into it mm. and it opens and she gets to walk up a huge spiral staircase into the sky well, above the clouds. Well, when, when you say it opens, it opens because a giant like rose forms above the entryway to the giant spiral staircase, which has waterfalls all around it. And music and starts like trees playing. And oh my god. It's, music yeah. singing about the absolute destiny apocalypse. And I understand we'll be getting this song frequently on the way up to duels and okay. during them. Alright. So it's gonna be a, a constant motif. Yep. She walks up the huge staircase towards destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's embracing her own destiny. She gets up there and is like, hey, what the fuck is all this? What's with that huge upside down sky castle bar above us? I think I literally turned to you and went, how did they not see this place And what does he say? School? He says like, oh, it's an optical illusion or something. It's you a mirage of here. light. Yeah. yeah. Trick of the eyes, you know? And she's like, okay. Okay. Sure. Whatever. And then to signify the start of the duel, the, the bells from the nearby bell tower start to toll. Which, according to you, is not the same tower that we saw at the start of the episode. I can but only another, speculate. It's a different tower, apparently. I'm surprised that a person like you would wear the rose seal without being on the student council. Oh, he's got the same signet ring. <gasps> what does that mean? So he's like, Anthe, prepare us. And, and Anthe is wearing the fancy the floral big fancy dress. red dress. Yeah, from the opening. The OP. She puts a rose over each of their hearts... He gets okay. a green one and Utana gets a white one. Ooh. And uh, she's all like, please try your best. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she oh, says oh, that. But before that, the scent of the rose reminds her of the, uh, reminds Utana of the prince. Mm. And then she's like, 
I feel so nostalgic. And then Anthony's like, please. Good luck. Best of luck. Try your best. Mm-hmm. And then we hear this slap. Well, he just walks over to her and we see her slap it. Oh, right, yeah. See him, see him slap her right in the face. Again. And it's just like, dude. Like, dude. He's like, you're meant to cheer for me. And only me. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a, some girl. What a fucking incel. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to get a comment that's like, uh, actually, an incel would never do that because they have too much respect for women. We'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> I, he's the champion duelist. I have to do whatever he wants. It's the law. And then you is like, hey, that's fucked. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm going to fight you mm-hmm. and then win you over or something. But I before guess. they can fight, <laughs> Sayonji has to pull a magical sword out of Anthe's soul. So Anthe starts making this weird energy ball. Yeah. And she's like, by the power of Dios or yeah, Dios. Dios. Um, I bring forth the power of my soul or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, you know, anime bullshit. Yep. And then she like starts leaning backwards. She starts floating from her back. And then Sayonji pulls out a very real and very fancy sword. <laughs> and he says, grant me the power to bring the world revolution. And he holds it up to the sky the, in like v- a transformation sequence. Gleams off his signet ring and... They're uh, off. Yep, she's got a wooden sword. He has a very real one. It is not fair. Hers and, is hollow. His is metal. And the vocals of the song are repeating when, where, who, which. I'm not sure the which was necessary, but I get what they're going oh, for. It's just basic storytelling, you know? You need your when, where, why, who, and how. But what about which? <laughs> I'm scared of witches. <laughs> they have such power. You're pretty good for a girl. Ugh. And Yuten is all like, fuck off. <laughs> Breaks her sword with his sword. like. And then she's like, wait, is wait. that a real sword? <laughs> you on. challenge the sword of Dios with a wooden practice sword? You stupid idiot. <laughs> Just so calmly. Now you've well. got me interested. Yuten uh, is all like, I'm never going to give up. This ain't over yet, mate. I, I know that you're just an asshole and I have the real power of not being an asshole. Yeah. Uh, he's like, just stand still and I'll cut the rose from your chest. And she's like, no. She runs at him. He runs at her. They, there's they a brief, hold their swords up in a charging pose. And then there's a brief time pause. Time pause. And we see the silhouette of the prince from the prologue. The background has turned into roses. Yep. Lots and lots of roses. Little one who bears up alone in such deep sorrow. Never lose that strength of nobility even when you grow up. And then we see the hair continue moving. Everything goes back to, well, normal. Which is just flowing rose petals. Everyone's charging and screaming. They're all like, I'm going to get you. And they dissolve into pink and green lights. They're like laser jabs, I guess. And then it's over. And Utana's rose is untouched. And uh, Sayonji's rose is fucked up. And he's like, I lost, but that's impossible. And Anthe's there looking real smug. Yep. And she said, rather than calling him Sayonji-sama, she says, cheer up, Sayonji-senpai. Like, oh, I'm not yours anymore. Get fucked. Oh, That's the the politest way you can ever tell someone to fuck off. I'm pretty sure her exact words in the subs are like, oh, don't worry, just cheer up, school friend. Yeah. And it's like, oh, friend zone. (gasps) Hate hate when when the the Rose fiancé you're engaged to friend zones you (laughs) after you lose the duel for being an abusive partner. Oh, my God. And it's just like, it's such a brutal moment as well. Meanwhile, Kiryu is up on a nearby unrelated castle and is watching through opera binoculars. And he's like, haha, well, well, this should be interesting. Yes, I think she's, I think I'll be following her career with great interest, (laughs) Master Skywalker. Doesn't he say I'll be following her closely or something? 
Um, like quite literally. Says, well, an unexpected development. I think she's in the academy's middle school. Oh yes, baby. <laughs> You've lit the fire to my heart. And it's just like, what? Huh? Excuse me? So Yutana's walking home. And she's like, wow, what a weird yeah. day. And then who should emerge in front of her? <gasps> but Anthe. Anthe? Who's like, hey, Yutana Sama, I'm your friggin' Rose fiance now. And Yutana's all like, what? 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 Um, I don't really understand. I am the Rose Bride. From this day forward, I am your flower. And we don't know what that means. <laughs> Ending sequence. Okay, what happens in the next step? Yep. Which will, I guess, fuel our speculation. Yes. Uh, it lo- looks to me like um, Sionji is going to challenge Utena to a rematch. Mm-hmm. Which she, would make sense. The vocals are like, what? I have to fight a return match tomorrow? It's true that no one who defies the student council can stay at this school. <laughs> but then there's Sionji and Utena fighting? Yeah, again. Again. And she okay. has a real sword this time. She has a real sword. A real sword? A real sword? I don't know. It's hard to say. And that's it. That's yeah, the that's episode. It. That's that's the first episode of Revolutionary Girl Utana. Jesus Christ. So, uh, recap in broad strokes. Utana goes to um very big school. Very, very big school. My god. Uh she wears the boy uniform, everyone loves her. Mm-hmm. She uh sees, sees a mean a mean boy slap a nice girl, and then that same mean boy bullies her best friend who is in love with her. God, that Bastard. So she says, hey, I'm going to beat you up. And he's like, oh, don't you understand? You've entered into a world of magical mysticism far beyond what you could ever imagine. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, whatever, I won. So now she's the magical mysticism. I guess. Or something. So Nick, highlights and lowlights. How do I even pick one highlight? How do I pick one? Hi- I know what my lowlight's going to be. Okay, let's start with that. Then. Okay, so my lowlight will probably just be the... Because it was like the most mundane sequence in the entire thing is just her having the verbal argument with the teacher. See, I thought about that too, but I feel like it was a... I, I liked the... Like, like, it makes perfect sense and it's a good it, sequence. We kind of skipped over it, but it culminated in like a like series of close sh- stylized close shots and the various elements of Utana's character design mm. that I thought made it worthwhile. True, true. Um, I think my low light is that we got the Utana backstory in the prologue and then like three scenes later, Utana telling it again on the aqueduct. And just being all like, no, I'm the best. Trust me. Yeah, I'm going to be the prince. Yeah, which is so fucking cool. Highlights. Oh, but there's so many! Sword fight was pretty good. Sword fight was okay. Okay, my highlight is the walk up to the sword fight. (laughs) It's climbing Just, this huge impossible spiral staircase while this music kicks in. Like, what oh is going on? Oh my god. You know what? I want to say my highlight is just the the moment where Utana's like, fuck this guy after... Yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, they're like Wakaba crying and yeah. being all like, it was you, wasn't it? I'm going to fuck this guy Time up. Time for me to be a hero. Because it's just like, this is it. This is her moment to be a prince, saving yeah. the princess. She answers the call. Exactly. And it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is so good. This is so good. Because it's not like the world's ending. It's not it's like, hey, this guy's a real dick. Yeah. And it's like, don't mess with love, yo. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Okay. So, Nick. What? Yes. What do we think is going to happen next time on Revolutionary Girl Utana? Episode two. Do you want the name of that? Yeah, sure, why okay. not? That goes with tradition. I mean, I've already got two predictions lined up, so I'm ready. Episode two, For Whom the Rose Smiles. Hmm, For Whom 
the rose smile. I think this is going to be the beginning of of Utana establishing a like not through ritualistic obligation relationship with Anthe. Like it's going to be like, oh, you actually respect me as a genuine person. Yeah, none of those other tools do that. So like. All the other guys are using it for power. Yeah. Except blue-haired guy who may or may not be like, no, but I genuinely want to be with her. But yeah. maybe he's got other things going I don't know. Mm. Anyway, it's probably going to be, uh, Sionji will be all like, this isn't How fair. How dare she humiliate me? This is I want a fair duel, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost an unfair duel where I had the advantage. I, I want, want a fair, fair duel. <laughs> Something stupid like that, but... At the same time, you can just tell he's like, no, I need to get her back because I didn't realise that maybe you could be a genuine threat to me. No, you don't know what you got till it's gone. It's interesting to me that they, these are pointedly not duels to the death. They are mm. duels to the cut the rose off yeah. their lapel. So I think maybe... I d- oh, I, and I meant to say it earlier, but I didn't. Uh, it's time to do 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 duel. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that reference was made. Yeah, so that's going to be our segment for when the duels kick in every episode. Oh, okay, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, I'm leaving that one to you. Yep. Um, I reckon... I don't don't think they're going to be like, I respect you as a human being. Uh, We're together now, but I think, you know, you're actually a human. I think there's going to be a slower burn. I don't think it's going to just happen uh, she's gonna be, She's going to be um, like reluctant at first. Like, why are you following me? Yeah, and maybe because she'll even... Because you are the, the champion. And she's like, but I just beat that guy because he's a jerk. Yeah. But the rituals. You have to respect the rules. Maybe it'll be like, I I don't know why you're following me. Go away. Like, I want to follow my own destiny and be a prince. I can't be shackled down with you right now. And then she'll, she'll be all like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A beautiful woman who needs protecting. That's just what a prince would do. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Or maybe she'll be like, I'm developing awkward emotions and I don't know why. Mm. Um, But yeah, maybe it'll just be like Sayonji being like, that bastard. And then the student council being like, you can challenge her again. He's probably got some enablers like, oh, Sayonji, you're so talented. You should destroy her. Mm. And Anthe explaining some of the rules as they go along. And that's a a wrap on Wakaba. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I reckon it might be a very long duel as they explain Uh, more of the intricacies Mm. of it, maybe. Uh, I think we might never see that teacher again. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Because, I mean, when ages ago we were thinking, oh, there's going to be like no high school elements. It's just going to be weird, surreal stuff. That was you. Yeah. So we, we <laughs> were thinking, I'm using the royal we here, Liam, after the regalness of this show. Sure. Um, but maybe this is actually going to be like high school drama interwoven with I this. also think it's going to be like, you know how in season one of Sailor Moon, she had, in the dub, she had that friend named Molly. And then when she met all the, the other Sailor Moon cast, like Molly just kind of went away. Yeah. It's going to be like that with Wakaba once the dual cast gets fleshed out. I don't know. Maybe she'll stick around. Maybe she'll be the one that's like, oh, you what? I'm grounded. Yeah. But and also kind of nuts. Maybe like season one will be Utana's descent into kind of being an arsehole to Wakaba because it's like you got so caught up in your relationship that you forgot about me your girlfriend yeah and then it'll just be like oh no who am I end season one and then season two will be like I need to be a better person again and then who knows where it'll go who knows what'll happen I don't I just guess that next time there'll be a duel with Sionji yeah (laughs) yeah and I think something that happens in the movie that I don't think happens in the TV series okay do you want me to say or do you prefer I didn't no leave me spoiler free alright and that is the first episode of this TV show yeah. that we watched today and you will be hearing us talk about tomorrow. And that is how podcasts work. That's just a little hint of how to make a podcast from me, your friend, Liam Smith, to you, your name here. <laughs>
For a second, I thought you were doing that just for you. So at the end, you'd be like, from me to you, Liam. <laughs> Back to you, Liam. Thanks, Liam. Okay, so if you like the show, you can uh, tweet at me at JoJo's Podcast. Uh, you can also email me at JoJo's Podcast at gmail.com. I basically stopped replying to those emails, but I do read them. You read a lot of them. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know, is it social anxiety? I don't know. It could be anything. But I appreciate the nice messages that come through. Shout out um, recently to the person who emailed through being like, hey, I'm a recent fan getting into JoJo's. Uh, very much appreciated that when you started part four, you were like, hey, don't love that. I mean, love JoJo's, but don't love that Araki's track record with women characters. Mm. So, so shout out to the person who gave us good feedback on that. Yeah, GG. My man. Yeah, GG. Gamer gate. And if you enjoy giving us money... Just out of nowhere for no reason because we produce quality content. We produce content. Also, we uh, might we might be producing a bonus ep about a mysterious thing. Okay, those of you who follow us on Twitter we may have seen my recent Twitter poll about how to best expose Nick to season two of Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya Endless Eight. That's what it's called? Yes. What the fuck? Okay. All right. I had no idea there was a season two. I think it would be a very interesting podcast experiment in the vein of Why Is Cats by the Worst Idea oh, of All Time no. or their Dr. Doolittle miniseries. Well, if you want to hear that and in its full glory, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Jojo's World to pledge some stuff. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a Patreon episode. I kind of want to move the bonus stuff into the public feed just because mm. it feels more egalitarian but given the size of our audience. But we're going back and forth on that a lot right mm. now. We can do that. I don't really, you know. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on it if you feel. Yeah, I won't take them into consideration, but more data is always good. <laughs> anyway, maybe it'll just come up on the main feed. Who knows? Who knows? Cool. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.